Welcome. You are listening to the Rival and Queen podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. We're two best friends discovering how we want to navigate life a little more on purpose. Every week, we interview a new guest about topics we want to know more about and get to know those who are on unique paths. We learn things like why sunscreen is important for our skincare routine and how you can make a living playing poker. This podcast is our favorite way to learn and keep discovering life while we try and befriend our guests. Join us for a little bit of discovery, inspiration, and a lot of fun every Thursday. Hey everyone, welcome to Rival and Queen. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And we're so happy you are joining us today because we have the most exciting episode coming, Sarah. Like, I just can't. If you can feel the vibes, you're feeling them now through your whatever you're listening to us on. Your phone, your computer. We're sending them to you. So many vibes, all the energy. Anyways, we just came off an incredible little, is it a staycation or a vacation? It's a vacation. We went to the beautiful land of Prince Edward Island. If you're not familiar, Green Gables, potatoes. What else? McCain's, French fries, (laughs) cow's ice cream. Cow's, right, our first stop. Sarah's first and last stop on the island, actually. As soon as we got there early on the day on Friday, I had a mid-morning ice cream snack, a pre-lunch appetizer. She pitched it to the girls and I as like, well, we could have lunch or we could go to Cows and get an appetizer and then go have lunch. And the girls were not into it, but they supported me doing it. So thank you very much for your undying, unwavering support, Ashley, and letting me eat ice cream for It breakfast. would be wrong to go to PEI and not have Cows ice cream. It is. If you are not familiar with this sensation, please look it up because they also... This was the first time I've been in a cow store in literally probably a decade. And they are famous for their their parody t-shirts of like very famous things. But we went there and they have Moochie versus T-shirt. Musachi? And Musachi, like designer knockoffs of designer brands. And I love those two t-shirts. I thought they were funny. And we also realized that when we've made it and we have a cow's parody shirt of our own of, of us of rival and queen of ashley and sarah's face i wonder if we, just we will be so excited we're think, putting it out into the universe right now i think that is the standard that we have made it although we should look into if we can just pay them to make us a limited run i mean there's anything's possible yeah i don't know what it would be called we'd have to come up with a clever moo version i know of our i name. actually just thought about that I don't know. The cow cast. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to figure that one out. We had, okay, PEI, a fantastic time. Oh, I started a new um, fun venture while we were in PEI. You sure did. Haphazardly. I'm now officially, I mean unofficially, but officially a cookie reviewer. Mm -hmm. So Instagram official. Instagram official. You can follow me at cookies with Sarah with an H, obviously. Uh, If you don't know this about me, I'm obsessed with cookies, like very particularly chocolate chip cookies. But I also love a good peanut butter chocolate chunk. And I won't discriminate. I'll have many cookies. Mm -hmm. And there's there's cookies sitting beside her right now. (laughs) I can't reach them. A small pile. Oh, wait, I, I can reach them. Why would you ever have cookies out of reach? And when I was in PEI, I found a cookie I rated 9 out of 10. 
And then I had a bunch I didn't like. Which one was the nine out of ten? I forget. It was fr- it was the peanut butter and jelly cookie, oh. and it was from a company called For Real Dough. Yes, check them out. Hers, I recommend. Her display, display was beautiful. It was like this vintage cabinet with just the tray and the cookies on top of it. Anyways, PEI, it's great for starting new businesses. So if you're in for ruthless cookie commentary, you can check there. Or you can go back and watch our cookie episode we did last year where we ate 14 chocolate chip cookies in a yeah. day. That was disgusting. <laughs> was like a lovely much. time, but too much sugar. But it was really great how that came together because Sarah was telling people at different vendors actually in the market I think one of Jess Eamon's friends that came and met us for a drink that she needed to know where the best cookies were on the island so she could taste them because she was a cookie what did you call yourself and through connoisseur yeah you're just like oh I'm a professional cookie taster I think is what you said I taste cookies and people just assume she had a blog so I feel like this is a a really good step for you it was a sign from the universe to launch the blog and so for everyone out there who wants more cookie content, I got you. And also, if you know where the best cookies are, let her know. Please Someone tell actually me. wrote me. It was Michelle Giffen and told me somewhere, in, I think it was Bridgewater. I'm on the way there, Michelle. Um, yeah, I had a few people write me in PEI and recommend some, but they were closed for the season. So I've got a little notepad going. I'm going back next season. We're not big on recommendations, though, because sometimes they're a letdown. But hey, keep them coming. Keep them coming. I'm going to be ruthless with the commentary. So that's it. You know, a risk. We truly ate and drank our way through PEI as well because we did go with Jesse Eman, our friend, eat with Jesse, who knows all the incredible restaurants, bars. All the hot spots. All the great spots. So we had a very lovely, it was very relaxing. It was lovely. It was so lovely. And we finally had Richard's Fish and Chips, which we can confirm is the best fish and chips I've ever had in my entire life. Richard's Seafood. Um, I think there's two on the island, but we went to the one specifically at Cove Head Lighthouse in that area. Life-changing. Um, lobster roll, 10 out of 10. All right, lobster rolls, I don't know. It was good. 10, 10 out of 10. PEI, we're coming back for the food. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. And thank you to the Murphy and the restaurants. And the soccer players. The Murphy restaurants and those groups, they, they took care of us, so we really appreciate that. Ashley. Yes. Today. Oh. We're too, we actually, I feel like we're aligned on something so enormous. I feel like we are a lot on a lot of things, but this is something you and I are both exploding about. We are in sync. Tell us about what is happening today. So we just had a beautiful conversation with Ali Lietze, who is a Reiki master, also a, would you call her an or artist? Is that the right well, term? Well, she can see auras and she draws them. So we'll call her an aura artist. I think she is. Yeah, it's a gift. <laughs> it's a true gift that she has. And it was really informative and practical how she explained about kind of energy in the world, what Reiki is, how it works, how you can approach it. And I've always been, as she says, and Oprah always calls it woo-woo. And I've always, you and I kind of like woo-woo, but she made it just seem so, it just made sense. Well, I think, and we st- we literally started the episode on this point, which was like, I didn't even know what Ricky was, but I've been going and I've been telling you about it. You're like, well, what is it? And I can't, could never explain it to you. And so, like you said, I was just open to it um, without necessarily knowing what it was, but it's nice to actually have this conversation and learn and be able to articulate that Ricky helps us balance our energy. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people think, and I kind of included, I understood but didn't understand. I more so thought that this person thought that they had some type of magical power and they could heal you with energy or touch you. And that's really not how it works at all. You basically can learn to heal yourself through this kind of mindful, practice, slowing down practice. And, and just, it's really beautiful. And I can't wait to do a session with Allie. Oh my gosh, yes. That's going to be amazing. And how we actually found Allie, guys, is she does these incredible aura portraits. And so... They're all in the show notes. We'll have links to all that stuff. But they are the they are stunning. This is how we found her through Instagram was we saw these incredible portraits she was doing of people's auras. Um, and like Ashley said, it's truly a gift. So in this episode, we are going to actually t- find out what Reiki is. We Here are some of my favorite parts. Allie teaches us how to actually tune into our energy and feel our own energy. And then she also gives us tips of how you can start practicing to see other people's auras if you want to do this. Just a quick note, if you are driving, they're in the middle of this episode. She's going to tell you to slow down and start feeling your energy. Just hit pause then. Yeah, or just ignore that part. Yeah. Ig- ignore that part if but you're try driving. But try it again later. <laughs> this is a super fantastic episode. If you want to follow Allie, you can follow her at Allie, L-I-Z-Z-I, or at Your Aura by Allie on Instagram or at blissandbalance.healing. Yeah, her and her partner have a sound and um, sound bath. Is that how you call it? Yeah, sound bath. I think those crystal Yeah, bowls. yeah, yeah. We did that once in a, in a meditation yoga kind of class. So they actually make sounds and recordings um, for those kind of energy vibrations as well. So that is, I love it. Yeah, when we did that yoga class, I was like crying, I think, in a... I know I want to go to again because I was actually very anxious during that period in that week. So I found it really, really hard to kind of like absorb everything and, and, and feel it. But I think now I'd really feel it. So I feel like we should go again. We're going to go again and we'll find out more about sound healing in a future episode. Yes, we will. It's all coming together. We right, love Ash. it. Shall we dive in and yeah, learn all about the vibes? We'll see everyone on the other side. Let's talk with Allie. Okay, we are a little bit amped up right now to be talking with Allie, a Reiki master, because this is something Sarah and I are so into. I've actually personally never done a Reiki session, but Sarah's done several. So this is going to really shine light for me and anyone else listening who doesn't know much about Reiki and wants to discover. And Sarah, I know you have more questions about things that have happened to you in your sessions. Well, I just, Allie... I just welcome, first off. We're so excited. We've just been chatting. (laughs) I'm so happy. This is so exciting. Thank you guys so much for giving me the space to share what I do and my story. And I'm just really excited to be here. I'm really grateful for you guys and our connection. We knew we had to do a Reiki episode because as Ashley was kind of alluding to, I've had a bunch of Reiki sessions. But the funny thing with me is like, she's asking me what, they're doing and what's happening I'm like oh I have no idea I just go (laughs) and people ask me what Reiki is and I really truly am like ah I don't really know the answer I just feels good to me so I'm into it to be honest you're doing it you're doing the Reiki it's that with Reiki I'm actually just like as a Reiki master I'm just holding the space 
I'm making a safe space for you so that you can heal. I'm using energy to just balance your system so that you can actually do it yourself. It's not that a Reiki master or someone who performs Reiki is, has like, it's not like we're magicians, you know, it's not like we're technically doing anything. We're actually just creating a balance in your energy and calming the systems that you can heal yourself. Super cool. I feel calmer right now. I don't know why, but I do all of a sudden. Oh my God. I'm so, so Allie. Intention Reiki, you can have um, some healing once you have the intention of learning about it or once you actually pay and make an appointment, like once you set that intention, the healing begins. So even if you book it from like a week from now, you actually have a week of that Reiki energy, which is just universal energy already preparing for you to heal. It's already happening. Okay. Oh my God. I love <laughs> we that. Got, we got to break this down a little bit. I'm, I, I love this so much. So tell yes. us right from the start, one thing that I, I did when I was researching um, and looking up Reiki, I saw that the ray means universal life force and the key means energy. Is that life right? Force. So yes, universal energy. Everything is energy. Your energy. I'm energy. This cup of water, it's energy. It looks like small little particles. It's all just tiny little part. I mean, it looks like one big solid thing, but it's actually just tiny little particles that are all vibrating at a different frequency. So we're all vibrating at a different frequency. So if we're taking in, you know, if we're like, I always kind of try to link it back to a diet. So you put food into your body, you exercise, but it's so much more than that. It's what you consume. So if you're consuming the news and you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and it's stressful, that's energy. If you're, if you're, you know, spending time with children or kids, depending on like, if you like kids, you know, you're going to have a different response, you know, and babies and cats and like dogs, lots of those soft energies are going to absorb different energy. And over time, that just builds up and builds up. And sometimes it, the energy isn't technically like good or bad, but it can cause blockages and it can cause um, like basically a, a, a stopping of flowing and without flowing, you're going to be stuck. Does that make sense? Okay. So what you're kind of saying is like energy is flowing through us and then just through living our lives, we can pick up these blockages in our body or energy fields. That kind of the, the idea. Absolutely. So even though certain things like trauma can really leave like intense blockages in certain areas, like in your body or your, your just your energetic field, that doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have to have a major trauma to need Reiki or to benefit from Reiki more like it, um, more so. And yeah, so basically it's just, just a balance of the energy more than like a true healing. It's a balance. Ooh, I, I like love that. that. Okay. Yeah. That is the most crystallized I think <laughs> I've ever gotten this concept of Reiki. So it's a balancing of your energy. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then um, situations or traumas or things that might trigger the imbalance is kind of what makes you feel like you have blockages. So I'm, here's like an example from a personal point where um, there's basically like invisible lines of energy going through your body everywhere. And so, for example, I ha- I know it's so fun, <laughs> but for example, right I have really bad TMJ. Right, like I get such tight jaw from like. 
And I was just assumed I was like clenching or something. And, you know, I'd go to a dentist and they would, you're like, I have this. (laughs) So I can't wait to hear what you say. I I mean, it could be a totally different thing. But for me, I found that um, it was actually because of like, uh, like an abuse I had as a child, like a sexual abuse as a child, which is crazy. It's crazy that it's linked to my TMJ because my pelvis area and my, my jaw is shaped the same and they connect. Right. So I was holding this trauma within me, this like really serious, painful trauma that I was kind of not working through. And it was showing up in this pain in my jaw that I just kept clenching and locking it. And it was something that I worked through, through Reiki and also like myofascial release, um, which is like another body work that is amazing. And, you know, that's what actually healing my like jaw also helps work through my trauma. So with Reiki, that energy, that link between the two is just, it's so clear for me because once I actually like worked on this area my trauma started to release as well. And emotions came up. I would, when I would work through my jaw, I would cry. I would like release because it was just that buildup of tension. You know, people sometimes wake up in the morning and say, oh, I have this neck pain out of nowhere. Like, where did this come from? No, nothing's out of nowhere. It's out of somewhere. We're just not noticing where it's coming from. Okay. One of the things that you're talking about is physical pain. Like what are some of the reasons someone might look into Reiki or is it just if you're having physical pain or is it like emotional trauma or curiosity? Yeah. Everyone could use Reiki. (laughs) Everyone. All checks apply. Basically it, it balances the system so that, you know, if it it, it puts you in a relaxed state So when you're in a relaxed state, it allows the body, the mind, the the unconscious, the the soul to heal because healing only takes place. It takes place in a relaxed state. You cannot heal if you are in in, in stress and if if you're experiencing burnout, which is a lot of my clients, a lot of my clients come because they're just overworked and you're just burned out from just all the pressures of society that is on them and all the pressures from their parents and the pressures from themselves, that within itself is, could cause physical pain. And if we work through that energy on the emotional level, it might not come up in more serious ways. Disease is just an imbalance. Having a disease is an imbalance in the system. So when you balance the system in through Reiki, through meditation, through mantra, through sound healing, through any vibrational frequency, it allows your body to heal so that different physical ailments that might come, mental issues that might arise, emotional, they can all come all at once and all have supportive energy to heal from. Okay, interesting. So when I went to Reiki, I'm just going to share the story because I think it's relevant, probably. It, it wasn't that, because I find it interesting how people get into it. And I wasn't even personally looking into it, but my roommate went and she really liked it. So I was just like, okay, I'll go. And at the time, I had been having like a blockage in my throat for four months. And I still get it a little bit now, but it's different. Like at that point, I was like very upset about it because it, it wouldn't go away and it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. 
So that's why I started going to Reiki. And actually, Ashley knows this. It's like a very funny story. So then I started singing lessons because she recommended. She's like, you need to start using your voice uh, hey, to create. Yeah. So I took singing lessons, which we'll, we all know. Well, you don't know. But Ashley knows. <laughs> I would not be considered a singer. And I hope none of you listening, I love you all, ever have to listen <laughs> no, to me sing. You are a singer. You sang. You, you took singing lessons. You're a singer. And you enjoyed it. That's what matters. Well, what came out of it after was from our conversation, she's like, you need to start using your voice. And then, you know, lo and behold, a few months later, we started the podcast. And that, and, oh, that. you know, it was a really interesting connection of that conversation. And through that journey, it helped me kind of get the pieces to start looking at personally, like reflecting what was going on and why I was getting a blockage in my throat. And it was really just that first step that helped me on the healing journey, I will say. It wasn't, and I don't know whether you can add any clarity to this, it wasn't the thing that necessarily completely healed me, but it got me open enough to start reflecting on what was going on and why I was getting this like emotional lump in my throat I want to be very clear it was not a physical lump and for the record for anyone who's concerned listening I did go to a doctor they didn't have any information <laughs> yeah, I mean you could I mean of course I'm I'm such a big advocate of Reiki but of course you should always see both sides of the of the eastern and western medicine everyone's important here so um you know what you probably experienced is that you finally had a moment to actually have your energy balanced or you could feel what that would be and you could go inside and be go inside and look at what is actually could be blocking you even if you might not have the answer you started to search for it you started to question it you started to think okay i there must be something there and that is that's what a spiritual practice is it's it's to go inward to be open to, it's to ask and then be open to receive. So that initial Reiki session for you was exactly what you needed. I believe that all Reiki sessions are exactly what people needed, even if they go and just take a nap, like it was like what they needed. And for you, you had the opportunity to say, I'm actually going to take some time for myself and allow the energy of the universe to balance within my body and stop having the chaos go all over the place so that I can actually focus and have a moment to actually just feel what I'm feeling and not have this judgment around me of what it could be or what it what I should be doing or what I should be thinking and like why is this like block like what's wrong with me it's like there's no judgment it's a safe space for you to just go inward and to listen to what comes up and for you this was a question what do you think? <laughs> no, I just, I it's so clear to me now. I feel like why Reiki is helpful for people. And I can only okay. imagine that there's so many misconceptions and assumptions about what Reiki is and what it might do or not do that this exclamation is just so clear to me about just that whole safe space, holding space for yourself and being relaxed, kind of just calming your nervous system and your mind to see how or what you might feel. Exactly. I love it. I have I have more questions, obviously, now that we're opening this gate. Yeah, like, let's shock, do it. Shock. So, so can you tell us what someone could expect in a session? Like, what is a typical Reiki session? 
So right now I'm doing a lot of distance work. So actually, which is really something I wanted to even mention here because a lot of people don't want it. They're like, well, what's the, what is it? Distance Reiki is like, what's that going to do? It works just as well as doing Reiki in person because it is just holding the space. Once again, you are the healer. I am just the conduit to create a safe space so that you have that relationship with the universe, spirit, whatever you feel comfortable calling it, because no matter what it is, it could just be just energy, you know? And so what you could expect from like a session with me, for example, is um, I like to incorporate using crystal singing bowls because I believe in that vibrational frequency. And I think it immediately sets the stage for a relaxing environment and then I will be working with Reiki almost through the vibration of the crystal bowls. But most of the time, um, people use it with their hands. So they send it through the energy of their palms. So for you guys at home, you know, and um, of course, you guys, you can actually, if you hold your palms together and imagine like a ball of light going back and forth between your palms, you'll feel that it starts to get warmer. Imagine the ball just forming. And then actually you can start to like feel the ball. <laughs> so you can just feel the shape. Did you see I it? You feel it. I can feel it so much. It's it was like getting faster and maybe. And then if you want, you can actually put your hand on your, one hand on your heart and one hand on your stomach. Close your eyes. And just begin to breathe deeply through your nose and into your stomach, exhaling through your nose. This position I love because it's comforting and empowering, powering <laughs> all at once. I can even feel right now my throat opening up just from doing that, which was so nice. <laughs> Ashley looks like she's in bliss right now. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing that you can do for yourself that is a similar energy to a Reiki master. Of course, that they know they are working with energy so often that it's something that they can just kind of tap into easily, but um, because we have practice and we're doing it all the time. But if you do that, like every day, that will be basic. It's not a Reiki session because it's not Reiki technically, but it's energy healing. We have all have that power within us and we all can do Reiki if we just get attuned and cleared. And when you just become a Reiki master or like a Reiki practitioner, all you're really doing you're not technically learning something you're feeling it and you're becoming balanced and a reiki master who's already worked with reiki so much is clearing the energy and allowing that balance to come in so that you're able to focus on your own self-care so that you're able to then focus on someone else's healing i love that yeah and i love that example of how to calm yourself really in any situation because i catch myself all the time. I'm, I'm a sire. So I constantly am like trying to kind of calm myself down and these sighs. And it's, I can hear myself at the office sometimes. And I think people must think I sound crazy because I'm constantly sighing. But now I've been more connected kind of with trying to breathe really slowly and, and catch my breath and stuff. But that's a really good kind of reminder to actually like put your hand on your chest and your stomach and feel 
your heart and your chest and stomach opening and closing. So that's a great tip. It really is just a supportive way that you can still feel comforted because you might feel an anxiety. You, you want to find that grounding and that peace of mind, but you also, you know, don't want to feel like you're like a baby and can't like survive in the world. You want that mix between the two. You want to be like, I'm an empowered person and I can still care for myself. You know, I can still feel like comfort. That doesn't make me weak. That makes me powerful. That's like one of the reasons I love that stance. So, and it's just a really nice example of kind of how that energy medicine works. You can really feel it. And, you know, I love what you were saying that you're a sire. Being a sire is not a bad thing. Don't knock yourself. It's it's great. You're connecting to the breath and you're, you're, you're allowing yourself to have that breath. And you're connecting yourself to that present moment. That's what the breath does. You're once you are take time and actually focus on breathing, everything else becomes like white noise. Like the TV's on. Like people could be talking. There could be crazy things on the news. This is happening. That is happening. But when you connect to the breath, you're actually living in the present completely, and it connects you to that present. It reminds you that that's there and the future is, 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 is over there and the past is over here. But you are right here. Don't knock yourself for being a sire. A sire is great. Good. Okay. Now I that I know that. To breathe. Just, but do it intentionally. Change it from being a way to just like, you know, if it's something that's frustrating you or upsetting you instead embrace it and say, I'm going to be completely intentional with this sigh. When I sigh, it's, it's, it's that I'm connecting to this moment. I'm releasing, I'm allowing myself to not hold on to the tension that I'm having within me. I'm allowing myself to breathe. That is powerful. So that mentality of even just thinking it's, it's not a good thing. It's like, don't even worry about good or bad. That's that's duality when we're trying to connect to oneness, you know? Like we are connecting to that universal light energy in the world. It's all like coming in and coming inward and knowing that you are one with the universe and it's all good. You know, I'm such a little hippie. I'm sorry. Sometimes I listen to myself and I'm like, gosh, they must think I'm <laughs> But it's 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 truly like a powerful, powerful thing. The breath is always come back to it so never knock the breath never it's the best <laughs> one of the things I really love about the description you just gave especially when you're getting us to create that energy in our hands is it and I think this is what I like about Reiki it's kind of that concept that you are your own healer and like you have the ability to heal yourself at the end of the day a hundred percent and if anyone says that they're the reason that are they're healing you that is the opposite you do not want to go to that person <laughs> know what you can always heal yourself you might just need the assistance of a, someone to hold the space for you because the world is a wild place I mean life is a crazy thing we're literally just random molecules of vibration just plopped on the middle of the universe on a planet like how did we even get here nobody knows Nobody has any idea. We're literally aliens. Like, it's crazy. Like, what? And, like, there's, like, a huge sky and the sun rises and, like, the moon affects, like, your period. Like, nothing makes sense. Nothing. It reminds so me on the weekend, Sarah, we were at the beach and she looked 
at the beach in the sand and said, <laughs> what did you say? That there is many pieces of Oh, there's grains. as many galaxies as grains of sand <laughs> on this beach. And we are all in agreement that it's just so hard to wrap your head around what else is out there. So I think that, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Energy is crazy. Yeah, I saw like a like a statistic or something that we only know 4% of what's in the universe. Wow. We only understand 4%. And then people are like, no, I know this. I know that's like, no one knows anything. Like, we only know 4%. That's so bad. <laughs> like, we would get it Like, if that was the amount of, like, that we knew, it's like, we would not. That's not good. <laughs> There's so much more to know. 96% of the universe is completely unknown to us. So, you know, this idea of Reiki might sound a little like woo-woo or strange, but it, 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 I, I feel it. You feel it. When you work with it, you just have an inner knowing that you're healing versus understanding it. Totally. I think that's so important. And I never got this concept until kind of recently, but what you're saying, like, I have just like a really funny example. So I have these spirit cards that I love. Ashley knows them. And like for most of our listeners, if you follow our Instagram or my Instagram, like you've seen them, I use them every day. And one of the people who really loved them the most or was the most interested in them was a friend of mine, Nitham in Newfoundland. And he's a date, like he's a road scholar, data scientist for Google. And but I love him. <laughs> he, he, but, and so I just would have assumed he'd be like, absolutely not. I'm so logical. This is not interesting to me. But one of my friends kind of explained it to me. When you are sometimes that logical or when you're studying math and numbers and things like this so much, you have enough awareness to know that we don't know it all. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you're just saying is like, when you look into where we are with science and, and things like that, y- y- there's things we can't explain still. And you kind of just have to trust like that. Nothing. Once you realize you know nothing, you begin to really, it, it just, everything becomes a lot easier. <laughs> to, to open up yeah, to. Be, be accepting. Like, yeah, you just are, you're just like, okay, well, I, I don't have as many blocks because I don't create as many stories about who I am or what I do sometimes. Like, it's so funny you mentioned the block with um, your, your throat and you're like, you should take singing lessons. It's so funny. I always have, a block in my throat as well that I always am working through. It's always something I'm working through. And my boyfriend made me make an album. He made me get on his album and we made a whole spiritual music album. Like you can download it on Spotify. Like I was just like, I've never sang before in my life. I'm not a good singer. I would always say that to myself. And he, I never sang, never, never. So I've listened to the album and it does not (laughs) sound like you've never sang before. Never, never. It was so funny because, um, it's, there's a lot of words here that we may not know, but I would, I was in Costa Rica at a Temascal, which is like a, uh, sitting with like a shaman and like a, Fireworker, which is basically just sitting in a really hot, hot natural steam room with that they bring in giant coals. And I was in Costa Rica doing it, and it's something that's a part of their culture, which is so beautiful. And um, they also have it in Native American culture as well. Um, but I remember the one of the shamans that was running it. I was so nervous to speak or do anything because it's this dark dark room in like insane heat insane like I'm you're laying on the floor like 
drenched in sweat. There's fire in the middle of this, in the, in the Temescal space. Like it's like a giant, I know it's, it's I would so die. Many <laughs> no, you love it. It's so good. And it was, everyone was singing and some, the shaman said, someone, one person in this, uh, Temescal is not opening up their throat chakra. And I was like, me. Like I was like so quiet and I like hit in the ground and I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I put my foot down. I was like, no, you can't make me. And <laughs> started being like, speak now. And I was like, ah! you know, and it was so scary. And I remember I didn't speak. I, I did not sing. I did not speak. It was something I was so blocked and so intimidated by this. I was like, forget it. Like I'm not doing it. And I had that resistance build up too. I was like, this guy, how dare he challenge my issues? You know, like how dare he bring up my biggest problem? Like in my head, I had this resistance. And in this past year, I have just opened up, even that I'm here, I, I get so nervous speaking, but I'm here because I am working through those blocks. And I said, okay, I'll do the singing album. Who knew like I was going to be a rock star overnight? Like, I did not know, you know, but it's these ideas, these blocks that we create on ourselves, this story that we tell ourselves that I'm not a singer. I'm not this. I'm not that. Actually, you're anything you want to be. Hmm. And the blocks that we have is from like, you know, that when we were a child and we weren't being supported in those dreams or this didn't happen and you were made fun of and all those things were just all healing our inner child. Basically, we're all just messed up kids, you know, just trying to work on our problems as adults. <laughs> and that's when great energy healing, you know, sound healing, these come in because they're just tools, you know, they're not going to heal you like magic, you heal yourself. These are just tools to help you on your path so that you feel supported that you have just you know, this endless universal energy that's here to support you. I mean, like, Hmm. wow, that's powerful. You know, that it's always there. And like that, your energy, that this is always changing. And it's your, it's, you're always can vibrate differently. It's like, you know, now I wasn't a rock star last year and now I am casually now, (laughs) but that, that transition, like when you allow it to happen, you remove those blocks, like magic happens. And when you're open to the universe, the universe does not play small. The universe is like loud and magic. Like if you just start saying like, I'm just going to open myself up. Now you're like, you were like, I had this block in my throat. Now you're on a podcast. Now you're helping someone else who has a block in their throat. You're actually the healer in this situation. You're helping me. You're giving me that opportunity to heal myself. Oh, you see? That's so cool. Like you're not doing anything besides living your truth and help healing yourself. And you're just sharing what makes you excited. And that is how that's, that's what a light worker is. That's what a healer is living your truth and being an example so that you can help others heal as well. And that, that you're, you're basically a Reiki master. (laughs) (laughs) We might be soon. This will be the next, yeah. The next course we're going to have to do. Yeah. (laughs) So I know Sarah talked about or kind of asked about a typical session, but I kind of want to dive a bit more into that because I know what your experience in person with a Reiki master was like, but the virtual kind of, is there preparation, I guess, whether in person or virtual that people have to be prepared for or 
what happens after? Like, do you feel different? Is there something that, you know, or do you feel drained? Everyone has a different response, but I would say, um, before Reiki session, um, some things that I always say to have close by is like water, because if your energy is moving, that's a lot, you, you become dehydrated. So always water. Um, that is our source of life. That is how we survive. It's the most beautiful thing that just showed up out of nowhere on this weird planet in the middle of nowhere and was like, here's your life source. It's like, always have that close by, um, a notebook. So you can always journal. Um, journaling is great because you can channel what's coming through you channel what's coming through spirit and let it all come into one. And it's not just your thoughts, but free writing is great after Reiki. You just let yourself flow. You're in a really open state. So if you write afterwards, I always say have it close by just in case something comes up. But really, once you sign up for Reiki, even if it's like a week before, Reiki is already happening. There's not much that you have to do and you don't have to be nervous. There's nothing that is expected of you. You are meant to just show up and allow yourself to be open to healing. As long as you're open to healing, that's all I need to do. The, the Reiki master will handle it from there, but it really is just like, they'll ask you to like lay down. They'll probably talk to you and say like, for me, like I like to ask how much of a guided meditation would you want? Do you want it to be silent? And I'm just here doing Reiki and just with crystal bowls. That's fine. Some people need a meditation to just get themselves in that space. But as a person, show, I have things to prepare. Like I personally do Reiki on myself prior to working with anyone else because I just want to make sure that I am the clearest conduit for their healing. And if I'm in like, you know, what if I had like a, like an argument with like my mom or something and I'm like, Oh, you know, but I just allow myself the space about a half hour before to clear my own energies so that I'm able to just be that safe space for them to be a container for them. So for the participant, like the, the, the person who is receiving Reiki, you just got to show up hydrated, open to receive, and without expectation. I would say like releasing expectations, but that's just like kind of like tip for life. But <laughs> it, it don't try to, you know, like just in general. But after Reiki, you're going to, you during it, you're going to feel like some areas in your body maybe get warm or cold. You know, often it's it's warm, but sometimes I've had people be like, I was, it was freezing. There was like an ice pack. It was nice. I'm like, I guess that's what they needed. Okay. You know, and it's sometimes for me, it's just as much of a surprise. I might say like, oh my gosh, your heart chakra, like, wow, you know, but they're like my leg, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's totally different for every single person, but it really is. You're going to feel relaxed. You're going to have a relaxed state. You could fall asleep. That's Okay. Anything that happens in the session was meant to happen. You're receiving exactly what you are meant to. Hmm. Always, no matter what happens, you are receiving exactly what you are meant to. Afterwards, you're going to feel more open. You might feel emotional. You might feel like things came up. And it's not that the, you know, the Reiki master made them come up. It just allowed you the space to actually have those, you know, so maybe those unresolved issues come to the forefront that you don't have to worry about paying your bills or this or that the space is meant to heal yourself on an energetic and emotional level 
So, you know, as long as you're open and if it, even if you don't believe in Reiki, even if you show up and you're like, this is a joke and a half, like, I cannot believe I'm here, I'm doing this, even then you're still going to receive Reiki and there's still, it's still perfect. It's still exactly what you need because it's not like it's a religious thing. It's, it's happening. It's energy. It's happening either way, no matter what it is. You don't have to believe it's happening. It's going to happen. You're going to receive the healing. If, if you send, you know, I was reading, um, or actually I was listening to audible. Let's I'm going to be honest. I'm, <laughs> I was listening to Audible and it was a Gabby Bernstein book. And um, I think it was like her new one, actually, the guru, like the young guru. And she was um, mentioning this as well. So it's, 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 it's just that idea of, you know, when someone sends you love in any way, energetically, space, in any way, that person's going to feel it. I, I, you can see a person on the street and if you send them love, they're going to feel it somehow. They might not be able to understand what they're feeling, but they're receiving the love. And I mean, the only other thing with Reiki is that it's very important to get permission. So like I would never give like someone Reiki without asking them because that's like, it's different than sending love. You can always send love, but Reiki is a little bit more vulnerable I guess that you're working with vulnerable energy so you always have to ask permission um I've actually done Reiki on horses and I always still ask permission from them like I always still say is it okay if I give you Reiki is that all right with you like do you feel Mm. safe and even if they can't respond they do like I've had horses turn and turn away and they were like I don't want it (laughs) it's like okay you know, and I say this, this, he doesn't want it. They're like, well, can you do it anyway? I'm like, no. <laughs> they like, I can do it to this horse because this horse is very open to receiving right now. But, you know, Jackson is not in the mood, you know. Mm. So it, it's it's a huge thing about permission because people aren't open to receiving the Reiki. It's, it's a, it's, you're not going to get as much out of the session as you could, but you're still going to get exactly what you need. So whatever you feel is okay. Like, um, if you're interested in Reiki, you're interested for a reason. It's a, it's, it's something is guiding you to continue to look into it, try it. Maybe Reiki, you won't benefit that much from. Maybe you'll be like, this isn't for me. That's okay. What's next? You know, try, mm-hmm. try, you know, a different energy healing. Try myofascial release. Try working with a shaman. Try. Mm-hmm. You know, really getting into mantra. Mantra is amazing. I mean, mantra is a huge, huge aspect of my spiritual practice that I rely on so much. I mean, because mantra you're doing, you're saying all the time. If you say to yourself, I hate my job, I hate my life, I hate my boyfriend, whatever, those are our mantras. They're just not benefiting you. So you might as well make mantras that are like, I love my life, like I'm beautiful, I'm strong and empowered because you're using mantra regardless. So taking control of that and creating it and co-creating with the universe, the life that you want through mantra is it's magic. You feel like you're like a magician. <laughs> Seriously. One of the things I wanted to ask Ali, when you're kind of talking about how vulnerable this is and, you know, asking permission for people, I know in some of my sessions after I've had them, um, the woman who's doing Reiki for me, like she has these visions and she Mm -hmm. has things that she's seeing and picking up about me. What is your experience when you're doing Reiki? Like, are you seeing what's in my energy or 
what is going yeah. on? Yeah. So once someone allows me into their energetic field, if they are usually, I don't say like, can I have permission? Like usually if someone signs up for a session, that's permission, you know, like that's, that's good. So once that has been made and I know that I am welcome into their space, yes. So I also am, it's, it's called clairvoyance, which is being able to have vision. So I am a very visual person. I've always been able to see auras, for example, when I was younger, even as a kid, I would call it a heart glow. How cute is that? I know. And I would go home to my mom and I'd be like, I don't know about that person's heart glow or like, oh, I love their heart glow. And like that person has a red heart glow. Like I would just like do this when I was little. And instead of stop my mom, you know, saying like, what are you talking about? Or like making me feel bad about it. She really encourages me. Like, wow, that's beautiful. What do you see? And because of that encouragement, I kind of never lost that ability to see auras. I didn't know. I, I, and one day I just started like describing it. I was like, I'll just make it. <laughs> and I was never really an artist or anything before I tapped into this, like my clairvoyance so clearly because I just create what I see. I create what I, I feel. So when I like work with auras, for example, and Reiki, cause it's this, it's basically the same. I'm working with the energetic field. Okay. So when I'm working with Reiki, I'll, I'll stick that one. I, I do have visions. I see what lights up. I see areas that have blockages. I actually more feel the emotion in those areas. Like I'll okay. feel like someone's going through like a heartache experience. My heart will ache. Like mm. I will feel it. And it's something that it's not hurting me because it's not like it's taking away my energy because I take from universal energy, endless energy. So it's not like I'm giving you my energy. I'm just feeling yours so clearly. And I'm able to hold the space that I can kind of not take it on because it's it's not now my energy. It's just balancing it in mm-hmm. a way that, you know, back to always to align everything. I can align the chakras. I, see, I kind of work through a chakra system where I can see which ones are like out of alignment. It might need more support. Um, just to, what might need to be clear so that you can be more open. Right. That's a great point. Cause I kind of forgot. So the chakras are also involved in Reiki, right? <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, I mean, it can be, it can be. Okay. I think with Reiki, there's no rule. It, it, it's, it's energy. So, you know, everyone's going to have a little different edge on it. And my recommendation for finding the right Reiki master for you would really just be someone that you're inspired by, that you want to, you feel safe with them. You look at their energy and you're like, oh, I feel comfortable. That's, that's how you find it. Cause Reiki master, it's not, it's not like they went to school for three years and everyone has the same amount of time and they learn the same thing. Everyone's learning from a different Reiki master. We have a book, you know, we do rely on a book. So, so basics are there, but how you work with it. I mean, you could become a Reiki master in two weeks if you really wanted to. It's, it's not about time. It's about getting attuned and clear and then just being able to work with that energy and, bec- and becoming that person where you're always working on yourself. Mm-hmm. A Reiki master is just someone who is so dedicated to healing themselves that they want to help others eventually heal them themselves as well. But it's really a Reiki master is to the core, a, a, a healer of themselves. 
So what is our aura? It is the energy field we're emitting. Is that kind of the idea? And so when you see an aura, what are you seeing? Are you seeing colors or you're seeing things? Like, what is it? So for the, for when I first look, it is just a colors, like multiple colors, usually two or three, usually three, depending on um, the person, but sometimes two depends. Um, But I also see like, spirit animals comes up or I really love, I love this yeah. too. Yeah. I love spirit animals. I'm like, this is great. I, I need to do one of these. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Please, please, please. Yes. Um, but like sometimes even like everything has a symbol. So sometimes I'll get like an intuitive feeling about why this particular animal or symbol is showing up. Other times my favorite, for example, is that like when I just, I just create exactly what I see and try not to create like, a story behind it I just mm-hmm. make it without judgment and just kind of free flow in a meditation in a Reiki space so I'm always ma- doing cool. Reiki while I am um, doing the aura so when I am creating the aura I do it all at the same time like it is a, a channel of what that person's energy is looking like in that moment so just so everyone listening knows Ali actually does like drawings and portraits of your aura that you can get based off a photo of you. And they are beautiful. You can look at them on her Instagram. They are absolutely incredible. Your aura by Ali. We'll put in the show notes, but this is what she's talking about. So you're, you're tapping into that. This has been so great. This has been so nice, Ali, and really so great to actually learn finally what Reiki is. And I feel like I can tell people we're balancing energy. (laughs) Which is awesome and so great to hear about the aura as well. Yes. So Thank cool. you guys so much. I'm yeah. so happy I got to share everything. <laughs> Before we wrap, we do like to ask all of our guests, what is lighting you up right now? What is making your heart sing? I am creating a jewelry line right now. Oh, I, I made it right now. Actually, I was I, just going to say we're we're we can see Allie and she's yeah. got beautiful earrings on. Oh. They're actually butterfly wings that I painted with like a like a plastic kind of thing with resin. So they're real butterfly wings. What? So, yeah, and I do that with flowers. So like I go and like pick flowers and like just bought butterfly so wings cool. and just started making jewelry out of them. So amazing. <laughs> I about it I love expressing myself creatively in new ways all the time it's just something that allows what kind of like goes on in myself and like it's, it's a meditation for me like art mm. therapy is like number one thing that I do <laughs> every morning I actually wake up at 6 a.m and I just make earrings and jewelry on with like flowers and butterflies for like the first two hours until 8 a.m. and then I go for a walk and then my boyfriend finally wakes up you know but I have like this whole morning of just creating with like these natural beautiful things that Mm -hmm. just are from the earth and it just makes me happy and like so excited and I don't even I haven't launched it I have no I don't even know when I'm gonna do it I've just been making them to the point where I have like 300 things that I have to sell at one point but it's just so fun, you know, it's just oh. so, I'm just having so much fun doing it without expectation, which is so exciting. Cause so many times I go into things being like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to achieve this with it. I have this 10 year plan and it's going to be great. And this is just like, I just love doing it because I love doing it. And if nothing comes from it, 
I still love doing it. <laughs> I still Aww. enjoy every second of it, you know? Brings you true joy, I feel. That's amazing. <laughs> Pleasure. And we cannot forget our favorite, most fun time of the episode, which is a meetup game. Sarah, please explain. Queenie Grams. <laughs> We're going to play a round of Queenie Grams with you, Allie. As Ash said, totally made up. It's super easy. All you do is pick a number between 1 and 98. We're going to ask you a question. Then Ash is going to have a turn. Then me. That's it. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Four is my favorite number. I actually have it tattooed right here. So four it is. Cool. Okay. I love this. Someone is meeting you at the airport and you can go anywhere. Where are you going? Oh, I just would want to go anywhere right now <laughs> <laughs> anywhere take me anywhere no um i have to go with italy it's Ooh. my favorite place i'm actually a dual citizen um i'm an italian citizen as well as an american citizen because my dad's from there i just it reminds me of just like growing up in the summers and my oh. family there and i just i miss it so much and i was supposed to go for my birthday which was last week actually oh. and yeah and i but i went to sedona instead so it was great but definitely Italy. I love pizza. I love pasta. I love yes. art. I love like people making noise in the streets. I stayed abroad there. It's magic. So yeah. <laughs> That's a great choice. I love that one. <laughs> Ash, what are you going with, gal? Um, let's do 95. 95. I can't see what it is, but I know it's a new one. Ashley, would you rather have a this is great. We're really we're traveling here. A nonstop international first class airline tickets or never have to pay for food at a restaurant again oh like either for the rest of my life i'm gonna go with the food because what only because i don't know about traveling right now and if i could just get all my meals for free right now i think you've lost your mind okay (laughs) wow i was like this is a silly question i was like i think everyone's gonna say first class tickets Okay, wow. Just for the state of today's, for the union. Even with this, never again, I'd 100% just be first class tickets. They'll feed you. (laughs) You can come eat for free. Yeah, I love food. And it's expensive. I'll go out and eat with you all the time, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I am going to do 98. If you could be paid to endorse a product, what would it be? Hmm. One product, wine. I think I'd be paid to endorse wine. Allie, thank you so, so much for coming on. Before we wrap, could you tell us where everyone can find you? Sure, yes. You guys can find me at my main account, which is like the hub of everything at um, at Allie.Lizzie, so A-L-I dot L-I-Z-Z-I. And then if you would like your aura read by me, you can go to Your Aura by Allie on Instagram. Or if you would like to work with me and my partner with coaching, sound healing, we offer sound baths that you can download as well different courses that we're going to launch shortly, you can go over to blissandbalance.healing and um, also www.blissandbalance.org. Love that. We'll we'll include all of those in the show notes as well. I'm all over the place, but I have a lot to offer. <laughs> That's great. We love it. Thanks so much for coming on, Allie. This has been such a lovely Thank episode. So much. This is so nice. Thank you again. Hi all, it's Sarah. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, please subscribe and leave us a review. We would love that. And if you're feeling super generous, you can also share this episode with a friend. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at rivalandqueen at gmail.com and definitely chat with us through social. 
We're at Rival in Queen. All right, that's it. We love you guys. Thanks. Thanks.